Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit, and Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Rebecca Self. Rebecca, how are you? I'm really well, thank you. And you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for asking. So Rebecca Self is the founder and managing director at Seawolf Sustainability Consulting. Rebecca founded Dutch-based Seawolf Sustainability Consulting in 2022. Very, very, very frequent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her organization provides independent sustainability advice to accountants, financial professionals, and management teams all across the world. Now, prior to this role, Rebecca was the director of sustainable finance at the environmental consultancy. Okay, okay. And project developer at South Pole for over two years. South Pole? Yeah, really? That's it. Wow, okay. Rebecca has extensive experience of the financial service industry as she worked for four large international institutions in London and Zurich over approximately two decades. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not old. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're still young. So in her final industry role, Rebecca was appointed to be the first chief financial officer of sustainability. Sustainable Finance at HSBC Holding PLC in 2017. Wow. So, Rebecca, you have quite a track record right there. Yeah, something like that. It's sometimes hard to believe it's real. But, yeah, I think I started working in 2000. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's been quite a journey. Yeah. So, what made you go towards the sustainability uh, side of things, right? Because uh, you've, you've been doing this for a while now. Mm, I have and um, it was more of a pivot (laughs) I think a very (laughs) slow pivot so there there were a few different reasons Um, and as you said you know very traditional uh, start in finance and and working in banking Uh, I'm very grateful for my time doing that and then my real sort of wake up moment with sustainability both environmental and social was probably after the financial crisis, mm. so about 2008-9. Um, okay. I spent some time in the US at that time when I was working on banking reform. And I think that's when I really started to think very deeply about these different topics, unintended consequences, consequences around finance, and started to pivot towards sustainability. And, yeah, I haven't looked back. It's been been quite a journey, and I still learn every day. That's awesome right there. And you and I met at the sustainability conference, you know, and so so for, for those of you that are listening right now, that's where we met. And I also met some other phenomenal people. So what drew you to that conference? Yeah, and it was great to meet you and lots of others. I, I was also lucky to meet um, some great people at that conference. Um, so that conference was about um, different businesses and presenting mm-hmm. your businesses and as you mentioned, I set up my own business earlier on this year. So it's still very young. 
Um, and the purpose of that conference uh, was to go and talk a little bit about what I do, meet other entrepreneurs, other business owners, and also to share um, a bit about sustainability and accounting and sustainable finance. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Yes, indeed. So, Rebecca, um, I want to tap a little bit and learn more about you, right? Learn more about your childhood. Um, so, as a child, were you always into sustainability? Were you also always into nature and, and just being, um, I guess, caring, right? Caring for the environment and having that, that mindset? Or, did it, or was it something that fostered over the years? Yeah, I think that's probably the simple answer is no. <laughs> I think definitely thinking about me as a kid, um, I was, how would I say, well, just very directly, I was probably pretty lazy. Okay, that's, that's honesty right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably pretty lazy. So I wasn't out in nature very much, didn't really enjoy walking, used to be really grumpy if ever there was a type of, physical activity or going outside and frankly much preferred sitting indoors with computer games eating chocolate (laughs) um but having said that I think probably something now I look back on and I'm like oh yeah maybe there was a little seed there Mm -hmm. um I I was probably about eight years old when I won a competition and it was um, about drawing so I was drawing on the pavement with chalk and the drawing I decided to do was about um, elephants and it was about ivory and saving elephants. Okay. And I, I remembered this just the other day and I was like, yeah, maybe there was something in there. Well, I was already no. thinking about these things. <laughs> That's awesome right there. You know, sometimes when we peel back the layers and reflect on our childhood, we tend to put together the puzzle, right? And mm. find out the origin. Because um, as, as, as adults, we're so focused on the now and we don't really get the chance to reflect yeah. as often, you know? Okay, so um, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, what your typical work week look, looks like, especially as a newer business owner, right? Um, do you mind sharing your schedule with us? Like, what does your, what does Rebecca self week look like? You know, let us live by curiosity through you. <laughs> um. So typically, it's probably what I would like it to be like, and then what it really is. Um, and what I would like, I do tend to start the day with some reading 
Um, that's oh. usually quite early, reading the financial press. So looking at FT, Bloomberg, what's going on, getting the latest gen in the financial markets. Uh, and that's a little bit more of a me time, ideally, in the morning. Um, then getting into more research, I do some research-based. Yeah, research-based work. Okay, we have a bit of a internet problem. Oh, I'm back. Yeah, you back. You back. <laughs> okay, you're saying you doing some you be, you do some research based work and then you yes. dropped off. Yeah, so usually the pattern is to have sort of reading in the mornings, then research based work, doing calculations, data okay. gathering, that kind of thing, and then finally um, meetings, which is usually left for the afternoon, um, and that's meeting financial institutions, could be meeting uh -huh. policymakers, could be meeting uh, companies, all sorts of different people. In reality, <laughs> what often happens is there's meetings all day long. Wow. Okay. So it's back to back. So what time do you have to unwind? Because I know when you're constantly on the go, not only are you getting Zoom fatigue, mm. but you're, you know, you're, you're, you're becoming tired, right? You know, you're not taking time to drink some water or even taking time to, to go outside. So what time do you find throughout the day to invest in yourself so you're not depleted? Yeah, really, really important. And having those boundaries. Yes. Um, I mean, one thing I do, and I've sort of done it pretty consistently over over the last uh, sort of few years, even back when I was working in banking, okay. um, I always used to say, don't put meetings in my calendar on a Friday afternoon. I'll be grumpy <laughs> and you won't be happy and you won't get the answer you want. <laughs> so that's one of my personal boundaries is leave Friday afternoons, no meetings. And I try and have some, build some gaps in like this, just so you don't okay. get fatigued. That's good. All right. That's good. And I so, think the other uh, thing is probably just mornings. So just taking mm -hmm. time out in the morning. Okay. So you, so you take time out in the morning to invest in yourself as well? Or, or what, what are you for exactly? Yeah, so I try, and I try and do it most mornings, but it's getting very cold now. I live very close to the sea, and I'll mm -hmm. go first thing in the morning. It takes me 10 minutes, run down to the sea, jump in, bit big old coat on, come back up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Rebecca, tell us where, where you're currently living right now, because right now we're doing this uh, the virtual you know, um, podcast uh, interaction. Where are you currently? So the audience know they have a visual. Yeah, so I'm from the UK, uh, but right now I live in the Netherlands and I have for the okay. last three years. And I'm in a small fishing village. Um, it's the smallest place I've ever lived in my life. <laughs> um, and it's on the Dutch North Sea coast. So to give you an impression from yesterday, I went for a walk on the beach. It was about 11 a.m. It was minus five degrees. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow. So it was minus five degrees and you still went for your dip in the yep. sea. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. You know what? That wakes you up. You know, that, you'll need coffee after that. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> it wakes you up. So how, so how often do you do um, these early morning dips? Is it like a daily thing or once a week thing? 
Yeah, I mean, I try and do it every day. Um, but in reality, it's probably a little bit the same with gymming and going to the gym or, or doing gym workouts. There's some cheat days in there too. So gotcha. it's somewhere between three to five days in the week. Yeah, that, that's awesome right there. Because I, I so I know um the Winhoff, um, that guy Winhoff, I'm pretty sure you, you know of him. He made it very popular to take mm. cold showers and and do ice plunges so this is something you've, you've you've been doing for a while now it is yeah and it's it's been a few years since i've lived here and it was inspired by wim hof is a dutch guy oh really okay living here <laughs> gotta do it <laughs> <laughs> understood that makes sense in netherlands you have to follow suit um so how do you typically feel afterwards um i think i mean definitely refreshed and awake um, okay. I think one thing that I really like um, is because it's so hard that like when I walk down to the beach, I'm like, I really don't want to do this. So in my head, I have all these voices of like, no, it's cold. It's miserable. Just stay in bed. No, you don't want to do this. So it means if I can convince myself yeah. to somehow do it and not sort of pay too much attention to all those voices, once I've done it, I'm like, I've done the hardest thing of my whole day. Exactly, exactly. Do the hard thing first. Yeah. You know, and then everything else just kind of flows. And I notice the difference with those days when I do it and when I don't. Wow. So that, that's awesome, right there. So, um, even though I don't go to that extreme, but every morning I go outside and I jump up for five minutes. That's my cup of coffee because I don't consume caffeine. So I make sure to do the hard thing first as well. It could be. You know, snowy, it could be, I don't care, raining, I will still go outside and jump rope for at least five minutes, mm -hmm. right? So you have your cold plunge, I have my jump rope. So there you go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, now let's go back towards uh, talking more about your business. Um, as a person that has a, a new business, have you experienced any challenges thus far? And what also, what have you done to overcome these challenges? Yeah, and again, it's a good question. Um... I think initially, and I'm sort of really grateful, it was, it was quite a, it's quite a jump to start and mm -hmm. to just do it and be brave enough and courageous enough to do it. Yeah. But I'm grateful it sort of started with some momentum and that was great. And I had some really great clients uh, at the beginning and still do now. So that was a really good way to start. Um, I think one of the challenges I've found is it can get quite lonely. And I think I've always been used to being in like huge organizations uh, like HSBC, which was about 250,000 people, Oof. or like South Pole's, about 1,000 people. So to suddenly be me or in a group of con uh, consortium of people, but very few, it felt really lonely. Um, and to try and counter it uh, and counter that, I think to some extent it's sort of the nature of the beast, um, mm -hmm. but it's also reaching out to people, taking advice, listening to others, speaking to other entrepreneurs. Uh, I think that's really helped. That's awesome right there. So so do you also have a coach or do you have like a, um, a cohort of, uh, of entrepreneurs? Because you mentioned reach out to other entrepreneurs. Do you have like a core group of accountability partners that you could um, reach out to? I do. Yeah, so awesome. some more formally, some more informally. And then I had okay. yeah, coaching again, is just really helpful. Uh, yes, so indeed. definitely take advice. Awesome. So, um, Rebecca, with, with all of this, uh, you know, 
because like, like I know entrepreneurship and having your own business could be so, so hard, right? So what is driving you to be consistent in pursuing what you're doing right now? Like what drives you? Um, again, it's big question. Um, lots of things. Um, I think, well, I'm now 43. Um, so I turned, turned 40 a, a few years ago. Um, years and I think, young. What three years young? Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, doesn't feel very young a lot of the time, but um, but I think that was definitely a moment where I started to think probably a little bit differently about my career and about what I was doing. Um, and someone actually said to me, as someone who worked for another bank um, who was retiring, he once said to me a few years ago, think of your career in three phases. You've got the first phase, which is your foundation and building experience. The second phase, which is more financially orientated, having more stability there. And then lastly, around coaching, giving back. And of course, it blurs a little bit and changes and morphs depending on what you're doing. But yeah. for me, it really felt I'd kind of moved into that phase of, okay, I've got some experience, got that foundation, had this moment where I thought about banking and finance and a lot of the great things there, but also a lot of the unintended consequences. And yeah. so now it's really like, yeah, I need to think about what, how, well, how I integrate this into my own business, what I want to do, what my purpose is, um, and just really focus. And for me, that was thinking, okay, I, I value independence, and that's both yeah. myself being independent and other people who are independent. <laughs> so that was important. Um, also, I think the topic around sustainability, probably living by the sea, but even before that, um really thinking about nature spending a lot more time in nature just made me think this this is a key purpose it's something i really want to work on i'm passionate about and integrate that into business and what i do independently but also life in general you know what i have to commend you rebecca because people talk about work-life integration they talk about it but they don't do it and you actually have done it you move towards a place where you're right by the water, right? Um, you're integrating sustainability, you're integrating being with nature in a way that's so authentic. So kudos to you, right? You deserve it. So- well, Thank you again. <laughs> so what do you believe you need to improve right now in order to get to the next level? Because right now you're there. I know it's the stage one, you're, like I said, the company is new, but what do you believe you need to do right now to get to the next level? Yeah, and again, it's a good question. I think one one thing with sustainability, so when um, I'm talking and working on topics like business and climate change and addressing mm -hmm. those issues like carbon emissions and reducing them, or let's say recently I've been doing some work on um, the oceans and plastic in the ocean and how business... Yeah, microplastics yeah exactly how business can help with that so when you think about these topics they're really um quite often they're quite daunting they're huge big topics <laughs> um and it's hard to know somewhere where i start let alone a business starts or a country starts so i think there's something about the topic and not being sort of too overwhelmed by it okay um, but being interested in that topic and then it's also then sort of taking that huge topic and breaking it down into actionable steps 
Mm. And like, okay, there's this big thing. What does it really mean for the organization I'm working with? What does it mean for um, the immediate action or, or people on the ground and the actions they take now? Yeah. So I think with these sustainability topics, it's a bit taking it from this conceptual thing into something quite tangible. And that's, it can be quite tough to bring that into something really very real and impactful. So I think that's one thing. And then just secondly, I think with sustainability, I do worry a little bit that it's it sort of becomes either a purity test. So it's like, you must do this, 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 and not eat meat, and you must uh, live by the sea, and you must recycle everything, and you yeah. can't buy new clothes, and all these things. And um, and equally, I think many companies, it's very obvious that the world's in a bit of a mess in terms of sustainability, not on track with Definitely. carbon emissions, with all sorts of other indicators. So what I would wish to take it to the next level is for people to be, and myself included, but everyone and certainly businesses, to probably be a bit more humble and say, yeah, let's acknowledge where we are. It's a bit of a mess. There's this big, huge issue. Now, how do we build some bridges? How do we work together? How do we collaborate? How do we figure it out? Because otherwise it can, can sort of quite easily end up in this kind of purity test or yeah. you know, bit debates that never get anywhere. Yeah. So, so Rebecca, like, what do you, um, how, how do you, um, like, I guess, how, how can I word it? What's your approach to making this happen? Because you already know this is, this is the current situation that a lot of companies are faced with, right? Um, the, um, the conflict of, you know, using sustainability as a, a vetting system, right? Um, how do you really like push this uh, um, humility and and gain more people to understand that just because you're not there yet doesn't mean you're not, you know, it's, it's, no, it's not a possibility for you to com to come on board and, and contribute towards this. How, how do you communicate this to, to, to these companies? Yeah, and again, it's a good question. Um, lots of different answers. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, because I, I could probably talk for hours, so I won't do that. Yeah, right now, I'm, I'm just curious because this is something. This is something that that people are actually dealing with right now, right? We hear yeah. sustainability. There's a certain persona, right? So I'm trying to get a better understanding of because I'm very, I'm visual, but I'm also very practical. Mm. So as an expert. What steps would you take? You can give me like one or two steps. <laughs> yeah, well, I think quite often thinking about mindset. So one thing I often say when I go into meetings is uh, I don't have all the answers. The, the Netherlands doesn't have all the answers. The US doesn't have all the answers. The yeah. world doesn't have all the answers. So let's not start beating ourselves up because we don't have all the answers because no one does. Yes. Um, I think that's one thing. And then also... Um, as far as possible, I do try to sort of practice what I preach. Uh -huh, um, you do. I'm not perfect. I'm far from it, really far from it. I don't think any human is perfect. And I'm, I know I'm far away from that. But trying to have that practice that you keep, preach as far as possible is also really important. Um, mm -hmm. And then with companies, it's about really making it quite real for them. So what is it they're trying to accomplish? Who are their customers? Who are their clients? What are they concerned about? How might some of these big topics impact them? And um, which are the, uh, what I call the principal prioritization? What 
which are the ones which are prioritized and have some principles about how they're prioritized. So for example, it could mean, I'm just thinking, let's say it's a, an online business, entirely online. Um, okay, the nature of that business is online. So now it might mean looking at the electricity which is used, uh, is, does it come from renewables? Does it come from elsewhere? It could mean looking at the software, how intensive, carbon intensive is that software? I know there are differences uh, between different software types. Who are the clients that this particular online business is focusing on? Are the things to help encourage them or nudge um, or things even to stop doing? So it's those kinds of things. So it's, 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 diff it's, different, it's different nuances, it's different things you can integrate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think it's definitely, definitely. it's a journey, you know, it's not um, sort of two plus two equals four. It's it really yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not one size, it's not one size fit all kind of a kind of a, you know, um, answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. And something else just to add, though, I do find with many topics, I'm a chartered accountant and it's quite easy to see a lot of sustainability topics as just reporting and making a nice disclosure yeah. or a nice report at the end. That's fine. Um, no, it's all good, good stuff in there. But also, I think when it comes to the planet, purpose, social considerations, just trying to either get out in nature, do things that are physically hard um, in nature, or, you know, even there is these small videos called Nature is Talking by the Conservation Organization. They have famous actors who, who voice them. They're just two, three minutes. But just okay. having that connection with the world, just taking some deep breaths outside. Now that mm -hmm. really does help and it helps shift things. See, I like that right there because that's very practical. That's something anybody can do, right? Going mm -hmm. outside, taking a deep breath in between work meetings, um, grounding when it's not cold, putting walking with no shoes on in the dirt, which I love to do in the grass and the dirt. Um, Little things like that. These these are practical things you could do. Yeah, that makes a difference. You know, not exactly. put throwing plastics in trash, right? Putting recycling. Little things like that. So I like that. So Rebecca, are you currently working on any new projects that you would like to share with us? Um. So um, there's quite a few different new projects. Um. Maybe to name one, there's <laughs> and there's a couple of reports that the, that I helped with in the past, but they were looking at the carbon intensity, and this was just estimating, I was looking at carbon emissions okay. of different financial institutions and estimating them. Um, and that continues to be an area I find really interesting. I think finance has a really key role to play, that's banks, investors, insurers, because they right. finance and provide capital to the economy that needs to transition towards low carbon and become more sustainable. So I think those, yeah. those financial institutions have a real role and thinking through how, how to measure, how to look at that shift um, and the different levers. I think that's really interesting area and that's something I continue to work on. So that's, so that, that's your, that's your the main projects. That, that sounds very uh, um, intensive because like trying to measure the emissions and get a, a fine data and reading <laughs> that's that sounds like that sounds uh, <laughs> more like engineering slash <laughs> bioscience slash like other you know scientific uh 
integration. Uh, it's uh, sounds like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. Well, I mentioned that research time. That, that's the block yeah. of research time in my week. <laughs> <laughs> so if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to connect with you, um, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn and my surname is Self. So I'm Rebecca and Self, like self-service. Um, I also have a website, which is www.seawolfsustain.com. Uh, so that's another place. And yeah, you know, feel free to, to get in touch. I think there's lots of good resources. So whether it's me or someone else or just pointing at documents, you know, happy to try and help and navigate with this field. Yeah. And by the way, Rebecca, your company name, Seawolf, that's a badass name. Seawolf. I like that. So how did you come up with that name before, before we leave? I'm just curious. Yeah. So it actually comes from my surname. Uh, so Seawolf is a Nordic name. It's actually a Viking name. And oh, really? Came, okay. Yeah. And it actually came from when the Norse, the Northmen, um, arrived in England. Um, I mean, this is centuries and centuries ago. It's not a recent yeah. thing. Um, but arrived in England on the east coast of England, which is actually where my family are from, uh, some of them. And when they arrived, the Anglo-Saxons condensed the name. So it went from Seawolf to Self. Oh, wow. Okay, so okay. Where my name comes Interesting from. history lesson right there. Yeah, yeah. it's a big game of thrones, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm, into that. I'm definitely into that kind of stuff. <laughs> so, um... Thank you for thank you, Rebecca, for coming on to this episode of How May I Serve You. And I also like to thank all of our you know viewers and listeners. And um, last but not least, Rebecca, I have one question for you. One last question for you, and that is, how may I serve you? Well, I think you already have, <laughs> so that's one thing. Um, so thank you, um, because it's been a pleasure to talk. Really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and I think continuing, um, I like the idea of the, the jumping in the morning. So continuing that jumping in the morning. And I think yes, also indeed. on sustainability, just encouraging people to, yeah, maybe get outside and take a breath. Yes, indeed. Do the part, right? Go out there yeah. and do the part. Exactly. Wherever it is, just get outside, take a breath and just think about the world around you. Yes, indeed. Thanks, thanks, thanks for sharing that. Of course, this is your host, Thomas Johnson, once again. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone else that will benefit. So listen, take care, be blessed, and cheers. We're out. Mm -hmm.